This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. I love it when you say bang it out. Yo, 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 yo. It's our lifestyle podcast. OLP coming at you 293. And I think I heard him coughing a second ago, puffing on a, a cigarillo. Is that Biggity Mike the mayor or was that him, his Hammer and Hank? No, Hammer and Hank, homie. This is Miggity, Miggity Mike the mayor. What's up, homie? Dude, episode 293, man. I hope you're doing well, brother. Are you ready for this one, dude? Jam packed. Another jam packed episode. Bro, it's always a jam packed episode, uh, especially when you got ODB coming up with the guest list and, and uh, you know, that long ass guest list of his. Uh, so, who's our special guest this week, ODB? Fill, fill us in. Well, you set me up for the lyrics, kind of like, you know, so much drama with OLP, it's kind of hard being the, the O to the DZBZ, but I, some Wheezy, keep coming up with Sheezy, like every single Wheezy or something like that. Like if I was a rapper. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that, that verse right there might tie into the trivia question this week. I don't know. You know, it could. So. Uh oh, uh oh. But Mike, this this week you just asked the, 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 the number one, the, the, the big question, who's the, who's the guest? And this week, I am proud to announce it's going to be Stuart Daigle from Mike, which company? Well, let's see. Our boy uh, is uh, Mr. KIK now, so definitely look forward to hearing that story. Yeah, and what show is he behind him and his awesome wife? Well, actually, there's two of them, but the most, you know, the, the one pretty much everybody knows is Last Resort. But, hey, guys, don't forget he's also got that Parks and Recreation now as well. Yeah, Parks and Rec. So, yeah, Stuart Daigle, he's been on the list a long time, and this is one like I'm so excited to kind of check off because, you know, not only is one of my Severtized brothers, he's a good dude, good family guy. You'll hear all about Stuart Daigle. And uh, he does also, um, I want to remind everyone, listen through this episode, he's going to provide out a coupon code. Uh, they have a lot of cool stuff. We'll talk about it. I don't want to get too far ahead, but just stick with us. He's going to give out a code that you can save some money if you want to order some of their merchandise. And, Mike, I think that's really cool. That's one of the first guests that I can think of that has, you know, offered that opportunity. So so big ups to Stuart, Severed Louisiana, good dude. Now, Mike, this episode overview is brought to you by our family at Graphics Mafia. You know, G-R-A-P-H-I-X, Mafia.com. You can order stickers, uh, design work if you want to get a wrap done if you're in the the Jacksonville area, you know, hit them up, whether you're looking for SEMA-type stickers for your windows, maybe some club decals, Buddy and Ryan will take care of you. Ain't that right, Mike? Always. Hey, buddy. Now, as we transition into the last episode recap, I do want to stop and remind everyone, last week we talked to Lauren Miller about Scraping the Coast, the 20th anniversary, and Mike, I don't know if you can believe this, Got to cut this promo right now. If you're listening today on Friday the 17th or over the weekend, just know STC 20, the 20th anniversary Scraping the Coast, is next weekend in Biloxi, the 24th through the 26th, kind of that three-day event. Mike, you got to be there or be square. You know it's one of your favorite shows, one of my favorite shows. 
and I can't believe how fast time goes to bring us back to STC already. Bro, every year it's one of those shows that's always on our, our calendar, always look forward to it, and uh, can't wait, man. It's it's always a good time, and uh, you know where you'll find the OLP uh, tent uh, merchandise right inside. As soon as you come in through the spectator uh, entrance, we're going to be right there to the left. You will not be able to miss us. It's going to be a great time, scrapingthecoast.com. If you are going to the show, go back, please, if you haven't. Listen to uh, the previous episode. We have Lauren on. It's kind of a shorter segment, and she talks about we talk about some key things about where trailer parking's at, the easiest way to kind of get into the back area. It's drive through judging, uh, scraping the coast. Also on Facebook, of course, you know the late breaking stuff will be shared through their event page. Uh, so uh, it's going to be good stuff. But Mike, you know, as we jump in, and I just you know this is a quick one. The last episode recap. As everyone knows, if you're a longtime listener or a listener of the last few episodes, we are kind of going bi-weekly throughout the summertime. Last week was a best of episode. We ran uh, Chris Kudo's audio, which ironically enough was only about two years um, in age as far as the audio. But it is cool, Mike, to, to, to go and handpick some of these. Thanks to NC Florida Tim, he came up with the concept. He goes, yo, don't, don't let the streak end. Throw us some best of content. I love the idea. And Mike, you know, it was a fan favorite. Chris Kudo is a great guy. And remember, we met him at Mini Nats, not this year, the year before. And I had to introduce him to everyone as the OG, triple OG from like the late mm. 80s, dude. And he's such a good dude. <laughs> uh, yes, he is. And um, uh, it was definitely a pleasure meeting him. And uh, the stories, man, they just they they don't stop, bro. They don't stop. He's got plenty of them. So if you guys ever get a chance to uh, to talk to Chris, meet Chris, um, he he's got uh, stories for days. That's for damn sure. Yeah, and I won't go into it a lot this episode, but I've always wanted to go to the Warner Brother Ranch in California. That's the off limit Warner Brother property, not the the normal back tour, uh, back lot tour. And I was talking with Chris the other day in text, and he called me. and He goes, "Yo, man." If you decide to come out, he goes, I worked there seven, eight years. He's like, I can get you on there, you know, more than likely, no problem. So I'm going to try to work that in. There's some 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 news about that whole property uh, that I'll talk about maybe next week. But, you know, he's he's always looking out and and uh, just a lot of good people, man, including, um, you know, all of the down-to-earth crew. So big ups to them. Last episode recap brought to you by Lone Star Throwdown. Like you know, Lone Star Throwdown. That's in what city is it in Texas? I can't remember. Bro, we made that. We make that trip every single year for the past. I would say five years in a row now. Smuggling um, illegals. Well, I'm sorry, smuggling Ryan. And uh, this year we included Scott in on that smuggling. Which they're not so, going bro, with us next year. I mean, dude, we need space. <laughs> oh, 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 yes. We've already cut them out, huh? Yeah. Well, unless they pay, you know, like a couple hundred a piece. Oh, know. now now we got to make a pay. I got you. No, no, no. I totally understand that. <laughs> bro, it's in Conroe, Texas. Conroe, you guys, Texas. it's. Yeah. Yes. It is, uh, it is a show if you guys have never been. And these guys are mini truckers. They started out as mini truckers and they want more mini trucks. So, guys, let's get the mini trucks out to LST. Let's do this. Yes, yeah, set your Siri reminder or Amazon Alexa or Google Assistant, whatever you use these days. Set the reminder for the beginning of August. That's typically when the pre registration will open. And as Mike alluded, radar. 
he has said, yo, Jay, if we can send any message, yo, Jay and Mike, please, please, please reinforce. We need more mini trucks. So uh, I'll, I'll be making a video to kind of highlight Mike on top of it. The awards they give away are just insane by Phil Built Design. So I'm looking forward to next year. Rain or shine, we always have a good time, of course, at Lone Star Throwdown. Bro, just go ahead and get, get used to it. It covers every weather condition you can possibly think of before, during, and after uh, LST every single year. Dude, that's the Mike the Mayor the weatherman that I know. It's like... He comes on Wink Media down south, and he's like, "Hey, motherfuckers, we don't. You're gonna get everything's gonna happen this weekend. It's gonna be a little sunny. It is gonna rain. It's gonna be quick. It's gonna be done. You might get a big thunderstorm, dude. You're done, right? Just cover it all, Mike. Done, finished. Like no it. more. It's it's out of there. All right. So next we got the general updates, Mike. And I just, you know, we didn't get a chance to obviously leak up last week. It was more just that that best of episode." What you got going on? Anything truck related? I mean, is banana hammock? I mean, are you chroming more parts? You know, gold wing and doors, Lambo and uh, hoods and stuff, or like you know what's going down there, or just is everything on the back burner? Well, bro, right about now, um, it's that time that we are just getting ready for scraping the coast, and um, so we're gonna get ready for scraping the coast, um, uh, banana hammock, project banana hammock, gone postal. Uh, lemon drop bro this damn thing's got so many fucking nicknames <laughs> i i've i've lost track man now i got shannon calling it big bird which i'm like big bird <laughs> that's why a, the hell would you call it big bird but why would you call it big bird maybe tweety bird but not big bird yeah so but hey um scraping the coast is coming up um and obviously we want to get some more mini trucks to scraping the coast as well and uh but you know after that um, we're going to finish off the year and then, uh, we're hoping to get, um, get some, in, the next thing that we'll, we'll be doing is, is going to be interior wise. Uh, so that'll be the next thing that, uh, we're looking to do, um, for project banana hammock, lemon drop, Tweety bird, you know, big yeller, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, that damn yellow Mazda. Um, that's, that's what's next on the radar is, uh, is some interior. Well, it looks good cruising. I, I still can't get over the video from, Sparks in the Park, the video of you cruising, of course, I had to, you know, take it, and, and um, it was Bill from Aftermath, I think, that, that actually filmed it, and uh, you guys were rolling, and I put it to some old LL, like a classic joint, but how was he filming that? Was he, like, dangling out, doing, like, the, the Mach 1 media deal, or was he, uh, did he have, like, a, a selfie stick willy that he was getting them, them low shots? Well, actually, um, that was uh, that was one of my aftermath brothers, Carrie. Oh, Carrie, uh, that's Carrie right. Daigle. Yeah, yeah. Bill was actually driving his Tahoe, and then uh, my buddy Keith was filming uh, him and his Tahoe, uh, Carrie's Tahoe, um, uh, 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 cruising, and Carrie was uh, was filming uh, was filming me cruising. Uh, so that was just the good old. Uh, sitting bitch in the passenger seat and, and uh, hanging out with the iPhone and, and, and doing the damn deal. I like it, dude. It came it came out good. It, you know, you passed them, then you fell back a little bit, so it had... I mean, dude, if I was directing it, I don't know if I could have directed that scene that good. It was it was a good one, man. Uh, we did good, man. We did good that day. Yeah, Banana Hammock was looking good, man. So good stuff, but... <laughs> um, well, hey, talking about Mazdas, bro, congratulations on you joining the Mazdog crew. 
dude, man, I'm coming over the top ropes, dude. Lambo in this, suicide in that, chrome and everything, dude. My buddy goes, yo, I'm getting a Mazda. And I go, man, why? And he goes, dude, I'm coming for Mike. And I go, dude, come on, man. He goes, well, listen, he goes, listen, let's team up on it. You know, we'll start chroming stuff at our house and, and you could go after Mike. And I said, yeah, you know, I don't want to kill a friendship over a trophy, you know, because I mean, you and I, like, we might have to go head to head at a show, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'd hate to do that. Well, here's the deal. Just like our boy, Scotty, the body until y'all body drop these Mazdas, (laughs) we're in a whole nother class, homie. We're not even in the same class, man. That's effed up, dude. But I mean, dude, I've already started chroming stuff, dude. I'm I'm calling in all the big dogs. I said, man, you know, I may not even have to body drop it if I just, you know, go crazy with body mods. I might have your ass, you know. No, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, once you start getting getting the getting the damn body drop done, then we can talk. I'm thinking of the, one of the big mods I want to do is a, a crazy dancing bed. Remember the one we saw crazy. at Mini Nats? Okay. Mini Nats is oh, one yeah. of our favorite shows. Every April, you guys know, Mini Nats is, is on is on top. When you think about Mini Nats and you think about that truck, you know, with the crazy dancing bed, I want to kind of even take it to the level of, like, having, like, you know, when you go to the tractor pools, the, the um, what, what is it called, the big trucks, the Monster Jam? And, you know, like, those Monster trucks Jam. There you go. kind of shooting fire and stuff and... I want to make a dancing bed like kind of that level, you know, and and maybe team up with, um, you know, some someone that knows more about dancing beds than I do. Well, I don't know about a crazy dancing bed, but how about we just get a tilt bed, you know? I I don't know. See, Jeremy French, I'd have to run uh, my homie uh, tilt bed evolution coming up aces seven on Instagram. I'd have to get with him and and kind of go, yo, man, I want to do a tilt bed. I mean. I'm kind of in your territory. Are we cool? You know what I'm saying? Because that's that respect level. But then I might go, yo, Jeremy, let's flip the script and do like, you know, do a bed that is like next level. And Mike, I'm not even making this up, dude. I just thought of this. There's a guy on Instagram. I started, I don't know how long I've been following him, but he jumps in his tilt bed. He jumps in his dancing bed at his house and he's parked like in front of the house on the, the normal driveway and he's hitting the switches, and it takes him all the way up to the roof, and then I think he climbs on the roof, dude. I was like, man, that's like next level. You don't even need a ladder, dude. Bro, if you know what we could do, we could get a damn get the ladder match going. Yes. Um, we can get a wrestling r- match going off the back of the damn crazy dancing bed. Dude, I like that, man. And we'd have to get Diggity Dom and DJ Mays in the mix there. Do- you know what? I think DJ Mays, I think he'd be – what do they call the guys that are kind of the announcers? You know what I mean? Uh, you know, we got Ruben the Booker. Ruben could kind of Ruben book the, the matches, Booker. and then we got uh, DJ Mays. He could, I think he he's got that he's got that real radio voice. He could kind of get well, in he's there. Got, he's got the the mic master, MIC mic master. Yeah, yeah. He'd he, be he'd be the he'd be getting that gimmick going, dude. I'm telling you, man. We could. I, I got I gotta find the guy's Instagram. I apologize, I don't have it right here, but. Literally, some of you guys know what I'm talking about. He jumps in the bed of the truck, and he's like, and he's like, boom, up at the roof. You could even do that for some of your home watch business. If you were to do that on your Mazda, you could kind of pull up and be like, oh, yeah, you got a leaf up there you need me to take down? No problem. Let me back the truck in. And then, (laughs) you know, and then you you could also, at that point, I'm going to need at some point for you to get the magnets on the side of the truck because we got to do more promotion, you know, for the podcast. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely, 
No, I definitely agree with that. But yeah, I'll be sharing more. If you go out on YouTube, you'll see that I did do a video thanks to Josh locally. Good dude. You know, just a great guy. He ended up wanting to punt the truck and kind of focus on his other mini, the the 520. And I'm, I'm so thankful that I kind of had been looking for about a year looking at different trucks. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really don't want anything else. But I am going to drive the truck a lot. I drove it last night. It's a 90 cab plus B2200, I think technically it is. So I'm looking forward to it, Mike. But um, thanks, man. You know, now, now I'm just trying to stay on the rise, bro. But listen, I'm not going to go crazy with this truck. We're kidding around right now. I already took, I made a promise to my wife, look, this is a driver. This is kind of a – if it can't be done in a weekend, Boo. not a body drop. Okay, hold on. Boo. I'm talking like pull the seats, do some sound deadening, some window tint. Under, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. If it's not in that, like take it apart and put it back together in a weekend – Dude, I, I hate to say blah, it. It's blah, not, blah, blah, you know blah, 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 blah. So, you know, I got to get I'm with not D- buying it. I got to get with DJ Mays, dude. If I if I get underglow lighting, okay, and I Lambo maybe the driver door, you're done, dude. Let's be honest. I mean, <laughs> I've already got more potty mods than you. And all that's happened is the, oh, the, the bumper's God. been removed. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you what, if we could somehow get the the Bill Cox shows going again, dude. I've got an old phone that I know I can set in that. If that gives me the one edge point I need, you're done, dude. You're done. Well, unfortunately, you might not think so, might not look like it, but I've got a few more body mods than than a than a suicide one door. All right, just saying. Lambo, Lambo. Well, Mike, the general updates is brought to you by our family, Joey Dilworth at Get Decked. What a great guy. Mike, there's been an explosion of different shows and, and companies doing the skate decks, and I'm proud to say that you, as well as our our, our friend over at Welch's Chop Shop, you know, you guys pushed us to kind of take the metal signs and the skate decks to the next level, and Joey has done that for us. And Mike, I know my understanding is you could be you could be you know in some trouble if you get pulled over going to scraping the coast with that many skate decks, you know. Well, hey, like you said, scraping the coast, two weeks. Uh, Joey uh, has hooked up scraping the coast with some badass skate decks with all their artwork. And hands down, my one of my favorite artworks of all time has got that damn Impala um, on it. And that those colors on that are badass. So that one is definitely coming back home with me. Uh, that shirt is coming back home with me. Once again, every single year. Uh, fuel market kills it on their artwork but it looks really good on those skate decks that joey made up for scraping the coast so make sure you guys are at scraping the coast two weeks to get those skate get your chance to get a skate deck because that's the only place you're going to be able to get them is that is actually at the show at scraping the coast yeah one week from the day that this drops so the 24th through the 26th okay bad big ups to joey at get decked look him up on facebook or instagram so, Mike, next we got the trivia with Mike, and I got one question. Are you ready, players? Are you ready? Now it's time to get serious. Okay, so in 1993, <laughs> so it kind of ties in. We're going to bypass 92. We grasp past nine deuce, even though last time we did two questions. In nine tray, 
this out this this rapper comes out debut album sells eight hundred two thousand almost let's call it eight hundred three thousand copies the first week, which at that time was a record for a debut artist drop, fastest selling album ever, until of course Marshall Mathers comes along and released uh, the Marshall Mathers LP in two thousand right so that was seven years later, but this artist comes out right. He came out about a year before on another guy's album, and he killed it. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. So he comes out, and he drops a song, and he's like, um, basically the song is kind of like who his name is, you know. And then he hits us with a couple other singles, dude, talking about it ties into the lyrics that I use at the very beginning. So think back to 93, dude. One of the music videos, he even his his mom and dad aren't home, and they have a party at the house, and that was a classic video. Of course, he's wearing a Penguins jersey in the video, and everyone's like, "Well, dude, you're from California. How are you going to be rocking a Penguins jersey?" And that's just in that era when that's what rappers did, man. Uh, I I mean, it just blows my mind that first of all that that a rapper would would be wearing a uh a hockey jersey uh you know that would that's the first like thinking that you're you're lying to me because i mean what rapper would be wearing a damn hockey jersey because i mean do they even watch hockey i don't think man i don't think so either i figured that he'd be a either be a basketball jersey or a football jersey but i mean i'd even think that they'd wear a baseball jersey but a hockey jersey so I think he might be trying to pull one on, uh, you know, no, pull one no. over on me. No, that um, is true. And, you know, it's two of his favorite I, colors, black and black and yellow, you know? I mean, penguins, Black and yellow, black and yellow, black no, and yellow. No, 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 wait, let me hey. take that back. Go ahead. Uh-oh. No, go ahead. I no, was, no, no. I was, I was kidding. Go ahead. Yeah, black and yellow. No. All right, black and yellow. All right. All right, well, I'm just going to go ahead and say it because I know people, because, you know, I listen to other podcasts and these other podcasts are always talking shit about i wish he would just yeah, say Disney. the answer uh but glenn you know hey guys make sure y'all are checking out custom you know car scene uh, uh podcast custom po- podcast because uh those two dudes custom scene podcast because those two dudes are some pretty funny dudes but you know what f those guys because they're always like oh i wish he would just say the answer instead of prolonging it if he knows it or he doesn't know it and then you know you got all those guys are always delaying because he's trying to find the answer on google and it's like guys come on man really jesus but man my guess is going to be dre dr dre i don't know if i'm right i'm probably wrong but that's my guess. So close. At the beginning, I, I did was so much. I did a spinoff of was so much drama in the LBC. It's kind of hard being Snoop D O double Snoop double double G. Yeah. yeah. But I somehow some hey keep coming out with funky ass shit like every single day, dude. It was doggy style, but well, you were close. I mean, dude, I'm gonna give you a half a tick mark because hey, Dre did produce well, it. He did produce the yeah, album. Dre did produce it, but as soon as you because I remember. Uh, when you said that, my first thing was Snoop Dogg because I know he was always. I don't remember him always wearing or him wearing hockey jerseys because I always remember him wearing the damn um, Oakland Raider jerseys and shit. But you know, hey, whatever. Yeah, and and he also, I think, in the same video, the Jin and Juice video, he has a Boston wait. Is it Whalers? He has another hockey jersey on. So it's crazy, man. Wow. 
Well, hey, my uh, and see, you switched it up on me. I'm expecting that movie. Yeah, uh, man, I did my research did. on movies for '93, and you went off and you switched it up on me. And because everybody knows that you got the you got the the rap game on on lock, you got the movies, <laughs> all those, all those. You're like the encyclopedia for all this 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 uh, nonsense that nobody even cares about. Uh, you got that shit on lock. Man, you're too kind. You're too kind, brother. <laughs> Trivia with Mike this week brought to you by AccuAir. If you haven't heard, AccuAir is back and they're bigger than ever. Go to AccuAir.com. You can order parts. They ship. They direct ship. You can, of course, reach out to your favorite retailer and purchase those as well. But on top of that, they do have merchandise available. I think they even sell wheel stands now. That's a big thing. A lot of people love to promote what they've got on their vehicle. AccuAir.com, of course, on YouTube as well. They're constantly dropping new videos. And I think their latest video might be the Battle in Bama video. Go check it out. Our fellow Floridian, Matt Middleton, his truck is the thumbnail for the Battle in Bama video. So big ups to AccuAir. Absolutely. And props to our boy, Matt. Uh, love that kid and uh, and uh, and his little boy, uh, K-Dog. Uh, they're always listening uh, to, uh, to OLP. And uh, yes, K-Dog always says, uh, are you down with OLP? Yeah, 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 you know me. Hell yeah. It sounds like you're digging for a beer and a cooler there, man. Get me one, dog. Hang on one second. I'll get one for you. All right, here it is. You got it? Yep. Thanks, man. Hey, the mountains are nice and purple, too. Love it. So, so uh, what this... can is that? If I was to tell you that, what can is that? That's a uh, Miller Lite. Bitch Come Ultra, on, dog. Sorry. Seriously? Bitch Ultra. Bro, it's your shit-ass Coors, Coors Light, Light that you always drink. Shit, man. Look at that. I, I even give... Look, at you do trivia by Mike and make fun well, of me. You, you, can't you added it a koozie, so I couldn't beer, see it. The beer, the beer that you drink, and you can't, even, you can't even answer the damn question about the beer that you always drink. Well, you had it in a koozie. I couldn't see the thing. Oh, uh, I had it in a koozie. Well, you should know this, man. That's your Coors Light shit that you drink all the damn time. Well, the scene updates. Let's go ahead and jump in here. A um, couple things I saw, Mike. Joe Bernardo, the OG RA member, he had gotten into, of course, he had Joe Millionaire truck, which Fester had for a while, and then Get Lucky still has, I believe. I believe. Uh, but Joe Bernardo, he is back in a mini truck, and uh, he says, well, today was work on the truck day. He's got a little Toyota with a, a camper shell slash topper, whatever you want to call it, and um, that's pretty cool to see, so I wanted to kind of share that. Also, Joel Crookshank. Joel is a great guy. Um, he parked in our booth at the toy drop last December. He was telling us then that he's going to blow his truck apart, and I'm going, dude, your Toyota is so nice. Why are you going to do that? Well, on June 6th, he said, hey, it's finally a roller doing a stock floor BD, of course, and, um, you know, repping NC. So it's pretty badass to see that truck coming together. Also, uh, a guy that I met through the Lincoln community, Nick Humerick, uh, he, I'd like to get him on Lincoln Attic Podcast at one point, but he recently posted, I came across some pics of my old S10 Blazer, my first ever complete paint job with Tribal Flames. Not bad for a tri-candy or tri-stage candy. And, man, it's a super, super clean Blazer, uh, and it's pretty cool. Uh, when I met Nick, he kind of talked about some of his early days in mini trucking. 
but um, it was pretty cool to actually see some of those old photos that he kind of he dug up. The other thing that I thought was awesome, and I think it was Ron Vineyard. He had shared uh, World's Greatest Event, which I believe was Bonton's event. Uh, he put out 60 photos. And uh, it's so cool. I love when people take the time to scan some of these photos and um, dig up this history. And, I mean, just some amazing, amazing photos. I shared a couple of them. And, um, you know, always thankful to see, you know, this old, what I call old gold, man. I mean, it's literally the history of our scene and uh, I'm thankful to be able to kind of share um, some of that with you guys as well. You know, I, I my ears perk up whenever I see that kind of stuff, which is good. Uh, I also saw that Jason Bell from Southeast Mini Truck and Nationals, he released Far From Losing Shirt, which is, of course, cruising the streets, of, the mean streets of Maggie Valley. And it's going to be the special edition Mini Nats shirt. And, uh, man, is it a freaking awesome shirt. And... Uh, once Mike stops digging through the cooler there, I, I'll ask Mike what he thinks of the new artwork with Far From Losing. Well, bro, you bring up Far From Losing, Mr. Tom Jenkins. I don't know if you've seen it, but Mr. Jenkins has got himself a new mini truck, and congrats on that new mini truck there, buddy. Yeah, I did uh, see that. that thing is, yes, that thing is badass. And talking about Tom Jenkins, his good friend Joey – um, reached out to us and he's got an announcement that he's going to be making here in the near future. So stay tuned. It does have something to do with the baddest mini truck show in the whole nation, uh, mini Nats. So make sure you guys stay, stay tuned for that announcement coming oh, yeah. soon. Oh yeah. Hey, are you digging in and the cooler I, still? Bro, does it sound like I'm digging in a cooler? Yeah. It you so brought this up twice it, now. Yeah. It sounds like you're like putting your hand in and just circling it around. Oh, well, right now it is absolutely monsooning Oh, it's here. monsooning. See, so, I thought you were digging for another brewski for me, man. No, 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 bro. I've given up on you. You didn't even know what kind of can that your your your, your beer that you drink was in. You know, yeah, when I said you, something about the mountains. We, listen, you don't hand me a damn beer in a fucking White Claw koozie, Mike. I'm sick of it, man. I mean, dude, I don't well, try to pedal your White Claw on me. Well, bro, uh, <laughs> you supposedly have been drinking. Dude, you've killed like 48 packs like three or four of them at Mini Nats the last trip that we took uh, for for two days. And it was like, hey, you got any more of those brooches? Yeah. I, I need another brooch. Uh Jake, put some suntan lotion on and shut up. I Come don't on, need man. no damn suntan lotion. Anyway, um, eastbound get down. January 13th through the 15th, Daytona Beach, Florida, 2023. Vendor registration is open. You can go to the website eastboundgetdownshow.com and register as a vendor. We'll get right back to you as soon as you, you put the application in. And then the um, pre-registration will open up August 31st. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. It was a great time last year, January next year. Now, listen, Mike, I'm going to draw the line in the sand. If there's a good – if if there's an EGD, EGBD – if there's a good football e game on that weekend, e I may not be e there. E Eastbound. Get hey, down. it's all good. So how about you just don't watch it, and then you don't have to worry about your Packers losing? No, how about shut that? The, how about you shut the you-know-what up? I heard you about start... rip the damn TV off the damn restaurant wall because you were so pissed off because your your uh, your Playboy quarterback couldn't, uh, couldn't bring your team back to win the damn game. Don't be mad when I pull a trophy from your show and you don't get one, bro. Oh, bro. Hey, my name ain't Scotty the Body. I don't get upset when I don't win a trophy, okay? 
Oh, speaking of that, the, the new street trucks, I wrote a little write-up about Scotty the Body. Believe it or not, he literally is in the write-up. And it talks about his no. truck, you know, and how he thinks he's so cool. Really? He's got graphics. Yeah. It's in print. Hey, dude. Dude, talking about graphics, it's so funny. We brought up both of these guys in the same episode. Did you know that Matt Middleton beat Scotty the Body for best paint at uh, at Made of Steel? Dude. And you know they haven't talked to each other since. Yeah, well, they're they've been at. I think they're in a. Um, what do they call those? A tiff. Yeah, they're definitely in a tiff, and domestic, I think domestic, I think Scott, domestic dispute. Well, I think I, I think Scotty the Body actually um, uh, has sent out a uh, a uh, a message to to Matt, you know Matt Middleton, and uh, he offered to uh, uh, to pay him to meet him in a Hell in the Cell uh, cage match. <laughs> With the dancing so let's see this... No, no. I think he's pissed because, bro, he paid all that money for that paint job, and then Matt beat him out for uh, for best paint at Made of Steel. Damn. Yeah. Well, felt him fab. You know, he's causing problems everywhere. Well, dude, I, supposedly fat fat ham uh, fat ham <laughs> felt ham fab is going to be the guest referee. Nice, dude. Like the old uh, the. The clay deals on MTV. Remember that death match, celebrity yeah. death match. Yeah, death ma- celebrity death match. That's Hell the yeah. question for next week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll, the, I'll forget. Last I'll scene. Forget. Last scene update. Mike Spice. Got to give a huge shout out to my brother from another mother. Just hey, a great Mike Spice from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. One of my one of my Packerbacker homies. Day yeah, one. Yeah, he actually came down. He actually came down for Eastbound Get Down. Thanks, Mike, for for coming down to Eastbound Get Down. We appreciate that. And uh, make sure this year you get yourself a shirt, bro. Uh, we do the pre order um, with the sweaters, with the the zip ups, all that good stuff. I want to make sure you get a shirt this year. He waited too late. Waited till Saturday, and he didn't get one. So I felt bad about that. Yeah, and he bought me a Packer shirt and a pin, like just good dudes and. I mean, I had a good time hanging out with them. Uh, they went to Slamology 2022, and and you know, like I tell people, if we don't cover a show on here, please someone or the show promoter reach out to us. I'll add it to the calendar. Like I hate seeing when like there's a show that may not be in our radar, and I click on Facebook and I go in there for a minute, and I'm like, oh damn, there was a show. Like I didn't even think about that. So. Um, you know, believe me, as much as we keep up with everything, I mean, there's certain shows that I just can't remember all of it. So I always tell people, reach out to me, let me know. But Slamology looked like it was popping off, and uh, I'm glad everyone had a good time. Absolutely. Every year, man, uh, they do a great job. And, of course, our boy DJ Mays was there DJing it, um, you know, uh, all weekend long. So uh, hats off to him for uh, putting another another, uh, another show under his belt and, and doing the damn thing. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, before we move on to the next segment, I also want to give um, William, which I call him Bill, from Camp and Drag, a huge shout-out. He mentioned on June 1st, shirts are killer again. Of course, Graphic Disorder did them. The team knocked it out, as they do every year. And I tell you what, Camp and Drag, I went to the show before. It's an amazing event. Their artwork continues just to be spot-on, dude. Uh, from From some of the colors and some of the themes they've done, uh, I got to really give a tip of the cap. I mean, dude, they're 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 really forging uh, a great lane. Of course, no strangers to the scene. Many of us know Camp and Drag. It's a uh, one hell of a weekend. And if you haven't ever been, please, please, please try to go this year or in the future. Well, hats off to Eric and crew because 
Those guys over Graphic Disorder, man, they never disappoint, never let us down. And uh, they just keep making uh, show shirts uh, uh, great every single every single show, every single year. They just keep getting better and better uh, as they go. Yeah, they do, brother. The scene updates this week brought to you by Garage Gear Clothing. Hit up garagegearclothing.com. They've got garage gear for girls. They have, of course, the kids on lock in terms of the awesome merchandise. And then they have sport trucks, muscle cars, dualies, mini trucks, you name it. they got a good mix of stuff. You can, of course, hit them up at different shows, but they're part of the OLP fam, garagegearclothing.com. Mike, really the only other thing I wanted to cover were some of the shows. Now, we did kind of originally, I said, I'm going to try to hit on this maybe once a month, but because we scaled back a little bit, I do want to just hit on a few of the upcoming shows. I do still have a few that I need to add to our OLP calendar. And Mike, I would remind people to go to our lifestyle podcast com on the left side you'll see there's a little menu not the drop down menu but underneath that you'll see the official OLP show calendar I know it's super easy to subscribe if you have an iPhone if you have an Android you can shoot us an email our lifestyle podcast at gmail.com and I'll send you the link and you can subscribe to the calendar but Mike kind of in scope right now we got scraping the coast this weekend or uh, excuse me in one week same weekend as East Tennessee Showdown, which is an amazing, amazing event. I've talked about this before. East Tennessee Showdown is the 24th and 25th, kind of that one-day show. Uh, hit them up on Facebook or Instagram. Justin and team, great people. Mike, then we're going to basically have 4th of July weekend. And then the weekend after 4th of July is Southern Tradition. Canton, Georgia, Waka and team, Great folks, Mike. They they go to a lot of shows. They support the scene. And I tell you what, that is a fun, fun show to go to. Camp and Drag is going to be the following weekend, the 15th through the 17th. So now we're in August. So you have uh, Southern Church, or excuse me, let me say this again. So Southern Tradition will be the 9th and 10th. The following weekend is going to be Camp and Drag, the 15th through the 17th. A couple weeks after that is Slamboree, which is August 6th. The weekend after that is the Spark Show, the 12th, 13th, and 14th, up in Sevierville, Tennessee. By the way, they won our show of the year for 2021. Great people, thesparkshow.com. And then, of course, that's the same weekend, Mike, as the Northwest Cruise of the Pines, uh, which is, of course, in the Northwest. I think that's all I want to cover right now as far as the shows, Mike. Um, man, what did I maybe miss? I'm hoping I'm not missing anything in between, but that's kind of what we got on our radar. Bro, I think you got it all covered, man. Um, basically, uh, hey, it's uh, it's about that time. Um, I just heard the dinner bell ringing, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and Shannon's got that you know that uh, you know come and get it uh, look yeah. on her face. So uh, it, it's time for me to get off here and uh, and go get my grub on, brother. All right, brother. Have a great night, man. We'll talk soon. Hey, sounds good, man. Airhead Nation, live low. We out. So Mike is out. Last two updates, Graphics Mafia. So Mike has dropped uh, the key show updates brought to you by the West Coast Influence. You can visit minitruckfilm.com. Trust me, you want to buy this, add it to your collection. The Blu-ray or DVD, very fairly priced. And you can go to, again, minitruckfilm.com and order that. Radar produced it. Executor produced it as well. Uh, he funded the entire project. There's a lot of West Coast legends and different people throughout the scene, including some that we have lost, including Steve Stilwell. Rest in peace.
last two segments. Uh, the podcast updates is one of the last two segments. The only update that I had that I'm going to share is just reinforce. We appreciate everyone that has participated in the pre-sale of the Time Machine merchandise. The merchandise did ship, and I blasted out an email to everyone that participated in the pre-sale. Once Mike gets those, him and Shannon will bag and tag, and they will turn them around as soon as possible. The goal is to have everything shipped by the beginning of next week. So there is a federal holiday on Monday, so nothing's really going to go out, I I think, from a movement standpoint. But as long as they get everything bagged and tagged and turned around, I think Tuesday is going to be the latest that the stuff will go out to you. So by mid to late next week, you should have your stuff. And again, thank you so much. Uh, I know for me the waiting period between when the presale ends and tallying those numbers and getting them to brand and paying for the order and then having them shipped. That's like a few weeks. And, you know, we always advertise four to six weeks. It could take a little longer. Um, you know, typically not six, not more than six weeks, but, you know, usually around a couple weeks. But again, thank you so much. If you want to get in, there's only a few things left. It's our lifestyle podcast.com. We do also have some shirts on sale for as low as $10, which is the mini trucking, isn't everything. It's the only thing. That's one example. But go out under shirts, and you'll see as you kind of go through there what's on sale. All right, so those were the podcast updates. And then lastly, the Airhead Nation updates. Um, I want to just kind of go over a couple things that I've seen that are, that are you know, great you know great news stories here. So uh, Joey Dilworth, his uh, son turned 19 years old. Happy Born Day, buddy. Um, a few short hours, and uh, and they were going to the beach. This was earlier in June, so uh, very very cool stuff. Happy Born Day to Joey's uh, son. Uh, next, we got Adam Johnson, great dude, uh, great supporter of the podcast. Happy Born Day to his best friend, his wife, Crystal Johnson. She's awesome. That's a great family. They've been supporting mini trucking since the '80s, and uh, they're always on the rise. Next, you got Jeff from Mini Garage. Uh, check out his YouTube channel, Jeff. Uh, Roseberger, uh, I hope I always say that right, and then Hannah had graduated. So, as we, I would say to everyone, this is that time of year. The it's dads and grads time. So, you know, if you've got someone in your family that's graduating, you know, support them. Go out to that graduation, and uh, you know, let them know that you support what they're doing. And uh, yeah, so big ups to Jeff's daughter. Uh, this one was a cool one, uh, Sean. Patrick had mentioned, I want to wish my awesome, amazing wife, Donna Mahaney Patrick, happy anniversary today. Hard to believe it's been three years. Uh, Great, great, great uh, post, and I love seeing it. Uh, Speaking of that, just a few more. I did see a friend of ours, Chris Schmidt, of course, been on the podcast, longtime mini trucker. 19 years ago, Jennifer Schmidt uh, said, uh, uh, said, I do. So congrats on the wedding anniversary. Uh, A bunch of good people right there. Uh, This is another good one. Uh, Phil Fowler didn't get a chance to post last night after the ceremony, but congrats to my beautiful daughter, Emily. She has become such a bright and wonderful young lady, and I'm so proud. Dude, nothing makes you feel like you're old when you see your homies and their kids graduating. Congratulations, man. Phil, I know it's a great feeling, dog. Um, Adam Tarbox says, I can't believe you turned six today. Uh, Where is time gone? And he posted some, some photos of his son. And, um, Big ups to Chandler. Adam, great supporter of the podcast. Thank you so much, homie. Uh, gender reveal. Uh, these I can get a little crazy, and I love that Lauren Miller Bentz. You kind of heard that little celebration right there, I think. 
Um, they did a general reveal and it came out blue. So big ups. Um, we love, you know, everything that you guys got going on in your lives. And uh, thanks for coming on OLP last week. Thanks for all the support uh, with OLP. Uh, Jeff uh, Kissick says, well, 15 managers, five district managers, and 28 years later, I gave my resignation letter to my boss today, ready to start my new journey. My first week, I'll have a three-day weekend getting paid for the third day. So uh, great supporter of the podcast, and uh, keep doing what you do, homie. Best of luck in the future. And then lastly, James uh, Krusenberry, great supporter again. He says, you know, he made some food that his wife would make before she had passed away. And every time I see his post, you know, I know he loved his wife so much. Um, so, you know, to Terry, may she rest in peace. Those are the Airhead Nation updates for this week, episode 293. Uh, these updates are brought to you by our family at Hammered Weekend Wear. You can visit H-A-M-M-E-R-D weekendwear.com. They've got some of the new merchandise out that they recently launched, uh, which includes Dangerous Waters. Uh, Chad Luke's amazing crew cab Tacoma. They also have the Sequoia, uh, which is the Dave Shulman uh, Toyota Sequoia. They do have some refreshed hats and stickers as well. Of course, the stickers go hand-in-hand with their different shirts and the logos. They still have some of the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And then don't forget, if you want some banners, I recently picked up the uh, Chad Luke banner. Tip of the cap, I got the ride in Chad's truck. How awesome was that at Mini Nats? Love the dedication of it. We've talked to Chad several times. He's a good dude. But if you want banners, you have to go under products and banners. And um, the way they do their banners is once you land on them and you select it, you then have to uh, select the option. And they have all of the banners listed with the different names. So uh, their banners are bigger than ours. Uh, who says size doesn't matter? But with Hammered Weekend Wear, their banners are a lot bigger. So they have them. They're 40 by 36. Huge. And um, that's pretty cool if you've got the wall space. I know I'm getting to the point where I don't even think I can hang any more banners once I get everything hung up. But I might start hanging them on my roof, you know, because I know Hank would appreciate, you know, all these planes that fly over our house coming to Tampa. If they look down and they see that hammered banner, maybe even Hank up there hanging out, I know where they're going to purchase. They're going to go to H-A-M-M-E-R-D. Weekendwear.com. Uh, don't forget, in about six months or so, they're going to open, I believe, for next year, the open enrollment, and that will allow for you to get in the only brand out there that we know that does a T-shirt subscription. By locking in the reduced rate, you basically get all of their shirts sent. So they got six times a year. They do a launch. They got two shirts per launch. So you get 12 uh, pieces of apparel. Uh, I think you can even do... Uh, tank tops. You could do a t-shirt if you want to select. Of course, all of those will come in that same uh, category. So if you pick like a hoodie, it's going to be more money, but you'll get all of those in a hoodie. T-shirts, you, you kind of get it. So uh, hammeredweekendwear.com. Big ups to the homies. When you order, let them know that OLP sent you. So we covered a lot in about 15 minutes or so. Uh, I want to roll in now. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this audio from our homie Stuart Daigle from KIK. He's a good dude. Stick with us till the end. Stay on the rise. And then next week, we'll hit you with another best of episode. But the last thing I'll say is this, okay? Even though I always look at dates, I kind of sometimes forget what's right in front of us. 
and um, today that we're recording this is Flag Day. All right, so I posted about that. But also what I want to let everyone know is this Sunday. Okay, so I f- kind of forget to look at the, the, the big holidays. So you have Father's Day is Sunday. So um, for all the fathers out there, kick back, relax, do the stuff you want to do, whether it's wrenching or swimming or kicking back with a cold beverage. And then I know also know that Juneteenth is um, uh, this uh, this weekend as well, which I think is observed technically on Monday. So uh, there's a lot of history out there about that if you want to look into that. But Father's Day, everybody kick back. Juneteenth, uh, that is going to be a three-day weekend uh, here in the U.S. And then basically we'll work a four-day week. We'll work a five-day week, the 27th through the July 1st, and then it'll be another three-day weekend because Independence Day is July 4th, and that, of course, falls on Monday this year. So 7-4 of 2022 is another holiday. So with that being said, everybody, again, have a safe weekend. Stay on the rise, and we'll hit you with another one. Don't forget to check out Lincoln Attic Podcast. That's the other podcast I do. Gotcha. Yo, yo, so as I mentioned, we're going to dive in here with some audio with my brother from another mother, Stuart Daigle. How you doing, my friend? Doing good, Jason. How about you, man? Dude, things are good, man. It's always good to, to slap hands at shows. I've really wanted to have you on for some time now. Man, we got a lot to talk about, but you know, why don't we just start a little bit and, and you give a little bit of background about you know who you are, maybe where you grew up, and that type of thing. Absolutely. So... Um, I mean, you know, I'll, more, more people than I realize, I guess, know who I am or have heard of me, you know, Stuart and from Jennings, Louisiana, where, uh, we host uh, last resort, I, you know, I grew up there, uh, lived there for 36 years and, and moved to Texas for a couple of years. And now I'm back home in Louisiana, just a little further East than, than Jennings, mm-hmm. um, you know, married, got two boys, uh, both Moldo's is going to be 16 in September and the next one's going to be eight in August. So. Uh, hopefully they get jobs soon, start helping us out. <laughs> um, I know, right? You know, and, and we're just, we're thriving to, uh, you know, live the life we, we always wanted to, you know, try to sub- provide for our family and doing the things we love and hanging out in the show scene with all our, all our awesome friends. That's, uh, that's the goal. Yeah, man. And your wife's, uh, her name's Colette, right? Correct. Yeah. Colette Daigle. Yep. Colette Daigle. And, you know, we've known each other for a long time, you know, from the club stuff, from Severed. And, um, like, so when you were growing up in Louisiana, you know, back in the day, what what drove you guys out to Texas? Was it kind of the career move type stuff? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, when we when we were in Louisiana, you know, in our early, or I guess uh, late 20s, basically, you know, Trey and Chris, obviously the founders of KIK, we're very good friends with them. We we always found ourselves always wanting to go to Texas from the weekends and things like that. And then um, I had an opportunity at the time where I with my job to to uh, get a relocation to to Houston to Humble, Texas, and uh, we took it. You know, it was a it was a 
life-changing experience for for all of us we moved away from you know all of our families back you know in jennings and the lake ortha area uh, which we have big families so that was a that was a pretty shock for us um you know we always had a lot of help with our our kids and we had to get out on our own and, and figure things out for the most part so but we realized after a couple of years there that you know louisiana was really where we we wanted to to um you know, raise our family and we ended up getting back there. So, or getting back here, I should say. Oh yeah. Yeah. And a lot of us, we like to kind of live maybe kind of where we grew up because it's, I don't know, it, it, it kind of feels like it's home to many of us. I know I live very close to where I grew up. I think I remember when I was younger, I heard a statistic how a huge portion of people do tend to live where they kind of grew up. And it's probably changed a little bit now because it seems like people do move more often but uh, it sounds like that's that's your home base now, and and it doesn't sound like you're going anywhere. No, yeah, we're we uh we, we're in Youngsville, uh, which is just south of Lafayette, um, and we love it, man. I mean, we knew that when we moved back to Louisiana, we didn't want to go, but necessarily back to Jennings because we wanted more amenities than that. Um, and I've always liked this area. You know, I used to work in this area, so that was that was our goal, and and it worked out for the best, man. We uh you know we went all in and and moved back home, and now we're only you know, 55 minutes away from family. Um, we got a ton of friends right here, some really good friends. So it's working out for everybody. Hell yeah, man. Now, when you were kind of growing up back in the day, you know, we're not too far off in age. Like, did you find yourself like, you know, getting into cars and trucks? Like, you know, you see the local kids rolling, you know, with loud stereos or mini trucks. Like, what was that hook that kind of brought you in to the automotive world? Man, I would say uh, right when I was, um, I think I was 14 or 15, uh, we moved into a new house. And, um, you know, I'm the oldest of seven kids, so there's oh, never really? a dull moment in our house wow. as, as a child. <laughs> yeah. So um, at that time, uh, you know, I'm going to start throwing out some OG names here, but Bubba Jones from Jennings as well, and his wife, Rochelle, they used to put on the low-class mini show where Last Resort is held at the Hall wow. and Gas Park. And, uh, man, her, her family owned an electrical company and they would pass my house every day in a static drop, 88 to 98 dually custom painted. And I would just stop as a kid and just watch it drive by every single day. And, uh, <laughs> they had a couple of kids that, you know, this is back when, you know, the 88 to 98 trucks were super popular, static drop, wide wheels, you know, hammer wheels, whatever. Yep. Um, and that's that's what hooked it right there. I mean, I I just saw these people drive up and pass, you know, up and down the road past the house, and was like, man, you know, I can't wait to <laughs> to have something like that one day. And and then uh, one time, my you know, my dad took me to the. Um, we didn't make the show, I don't think, but they did used to have a little cruise up and down on Main Street, and they even had like the the mayor at the time out there, and he would kind of pick out you know his favorite truck, but. All the mini trucks, this was, you know, back in the 90s. So they had the neons around the speakers and the, and the snow tops and neons and you know, the underglow. I mean, I just remember standing there in that parade like, oh, man, this is like the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. So that air just hooked me and it's never it's never let off. It, it always amazes me how many, you know, folks I talk about you know, or talk to throughout the U.S. and, you know, different countries and stuff. We a lot of us can trace back to that first truck or that kind of first memory of when we got hooked. And, you know, for some guys, it was the stereos. It was the loud stuff. Other guys was like the bikes, you know, rolled right into the trucks. But, you know, I remember even Tim Davis from RA when he came on, you know, he talked about being kind of a young buck and, 
and seeing a truck or, you know, seeing a kid see his truck going, man, like stopping his tracks, you know, and, um, and a lot of us, even me, it was like going to the grocery store, you know, you probably remember that as well, like looking at video game magazines and then, oh, here's a truck magazine, you know, and you start to get closer to 16 and like, that was like, you know, the thing that we loved. No, definitely, man. I remember, you know, buying mini trucking magazines every time we'd go to the grocery store. Um, I still remember, man, we had a big old, you know, kind of line 154 van and I, all the kids are screaming and going nuts. I'm just sitting there, you know, reading the mini trucking magazine. Hell yeah. Yeah. My, my parents had a, a van too. So I know. remember those days. Now, when you, when you think about those memories, right. And then you start thinking about like, I, I remember reading mini truck magazine back in the day and trucking, but then when I kind of got to 16, like my dad wasn't a guy that really wrenched on stuff. Like he had his 59 Apache, but he had sold that in the early nineties. And, you know, we didn't really have an area to go work on stuff. So like my friends, they had cars. So I ended up, my first vehicle was a car and I always said, man, I want an S10, but I don't know how to do anything, right? I didn't really have tools and stuff. So what did you kind of, you know, obviously being the oldest of, uh, of many siblings, you know, obviously, you know, money's probably tight and stuff, but did you find like one of your first vehicles being a truck? No, unfortunately it wasn't, man. Yep, <laughs> I yep. remember going by car lots and, and we'd see nothing but like Mazda B2200s <laughs> lowered with big boiler on the tailgate and, yep. you know, man, Egg my parents for it, you know, we just couldn't do it. So yeah. I actually didn't get my first vehicle until after I graduated high school and I got like my cousin's hand me down Mazda six two six um yep. four door car. But that didn't stop me, man. I I like heated the springs and lowered it, threw it on some chrome, painted <laughs> it, did stereo. I spent all the money on everything except putting a new AC in it, and I, I was sweating, riding around, but at least it looked cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. My first car was a, my first vehicle was a car, and it was like the AC didn't work right, but it was like it had some sounds, it had an alarm, and I was like, man, I was on top of the world. But it is crazy how even if we we end up in something that maybe didn't fit our personality, or you know, we we you know had fun in it we kind of strive to have something else, you know? And for me, I remember going to the truck shows in the late nineties and it just going, man, like I, I want to have something like this, you know, that's, that's what, what my goal was. Uh, did you find yourself like after you turned 18 and like, you know, lower in the car where like you hit local shows and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, I think, you know, back then, um, it was probably a couple of years later, like the early two thousands, you know, we'd go to Lakefront tour in Lake Charles and, you know, we'd hit up a few uh, local stuff. We used to have a show in Eunice. And uh, then there was a, a club that was in town. They put on a show. They only did it one year. But I remember going, and I'm like, man, this is awesome. I mean, we saw, uh, we saw a ton of trucks that are actually getting resurrected now. You know, they were at that show. Wow. Um, so that that's, like, super cool to, to have that memory. It's like, you know, I saw that truck whenever I was, you know, probably 21 maybe or 20. No, yeah, I was probably 20. You know, I saw it back then when it was like a fresh build yep. and to see them out, out again now, you know, that's super, that's super cool. But yeah, uh, you know, back then after, you know, after a few, a few cars and a few Hondas, cause that's really all you can afford. Um, you know, then fast and the furious hit and everybody got on this import craze. And, you know, I rode that way for quite a while until like, Oh seven, I think is when I had my, my first air ride vehicle and man, that was it. I yeah. was done after that. Yeah. You were hooked. And, you know, when I think of that area too, you know, I remember talking to Craig Raleigh and, and, you know, he was showing me some photos and talking about some of the old days and I've seen some of the coverage. Like I think his truck was called Raisin Hell 
And there were just, like you said, a lot of those trucks that had the Texas tails, even kind of into Louisiana. And it was like that style. So it's got to be pretty cool, like you said, to have, you know, seeing some of those trucks that you kind of even remember that are etched in your mind that are still kind of making a comeback and, and being rebuilt. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, and, you know, and and at that age, a lot of my, all of, of course, all of my friends at that time, we were all in the cars. And they, you know, they had a little more nicer stuff than I did, but we all wrenched on everybody's <laughs> stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the thing about it. So it was some good camaraderie and, you know, a lot of learning and, and things like that. But it's, uh, it's, it's cool, man. I'm, you know, this year was our first year going to Mini Nats and just seeing all the mini trucks in town brought me back, you know, back to those times. So I know I kicked myself for having only went to Jason Bell's show, you know, for the first time just a few years ago. You know, I had always heard about it and, you know, it was in Pigeon Forge and, kind of changed hands and stuff but I mean he's done such a wonderful job of keeping it going but I mean dude you guys had a great spot and when you see how the scene is just thriving dude like I mean mini trucks are like the resurgence I mean I really you know 10 years ago or so I never thought it would maybe get to this level uh and now with you know kind of the how expensive things are and stuff it really hasn't stopped you know people are still um you know finding their passion and getting out there and that's a good thing for the scene Man, it's funny you say that because I was thinking about this today, how, you know, I, I remember just a short while, you know, just a short few years ago, people were so worried about the scene and what was going to happen to it. And, you know, I never I never see it that way because we're always out doing something and seeing people. And um, but I was just thinking of how like how the vibe right now is just amazing and thriving no matter what is going on in our country, you know, we have this, this, we have this lifestyle that it's, it doesn't, it doesn't affect it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't have to work harder for the money to do things, but that's not going to stop us from doing it. We're still going to do it. Yeah. And so many, there's so many talented people. Like I always joke, like, I don't really, you know, I'm not a fabricator. There's, there's a lot of things I can't do when it comes to cars and trucks. But like, if you think about guys, like, you know, there's a guy in the truck scene I met Madu, like, you know, hardworking dude, but he also can fix anything, right? Uh, and there's so many people out there, and that's one of the things I remember when we were younger, a lot of us would help each other out. And I'm seeing kind of a resurgence of that, uh, especially in Florida with people helping each other. It's like there's enough talent out there to, oh, you need bags? Okay, I can do that. Oh, you know how to paint? And and guys are doing whatever they got to do. But, yeah, like you said, you know, as crazy as the world is right now, it's almost like – you know, we have our blinders on in this scene and we're like, nobody's going to mess with us, you know? Exactly, man. And not, you know, and not just, you know, not just from KIK stuff, but I've seen, I, I guess, I feel like I've seen this in the past couple of years, even more is that, you know, people are going back to supporting each other and their, you know, and their endeavors, you know, whether it's, you know, Jason at uh, Thorbeck Brothers or, you know, it's Lowrider Depot or whatever it is, you know, they're back to supporting these people versus, you know, I feel like eight years ago, people were, it's not like they didn't want to support anybody, but man, it's like they were scrounging so hard and they just tried to, you know, beat every up, beat everybody up on price. And, you know, it didn't matter who it was, as long as the price was the cheapest, they were getting it. Yep. And I, now I feel like it's kind of turned, you know, it turned another uh, page and it's like, you know what, I'm buying it from them because I support them. Yep. You know, they're acting our scene and, and that's what we want to see grow. So it's a really good feeling to see that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. I mean, well said. Now, you mentioned uh, Trey and Chris earlier, and their name is synonymous with those three letters, K-I-K. 
I was kind of curious, right? I know a little bit of the backstory. Would you mind kind of sharing, you know, obviously you guys were friends, right? And then there's kind of this like event or a couple of events on their side. Like talk to us a little bit about the backstory and how KIK ends up kind of where it is today. And then we'll kind of talk about some of where it's at now, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So as you, everybody probably knows or has heard before, you know, KIK was started on April Fool's Day in 2004 by, by Trey and Chris. Um, I'm, we met them in 2008 at um, Scraping the Coast, I believe is when we formally, you know, met them in person. Yep, yep. Of course, back then, social media wasn't what it was today. So, you know, seeing people at shows was, you know, that was the excitement. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you finally get to them and... Uh, you know, you don't have other than like getting on like Street Source or something or, you know, any other forums. That's the other, other communication we had. But mm-hmm. so, you know, kind of hit it off, man. We became friends and they, you know, my first year for Last Resort was 2008 and they came out. And I think it was somewhere around 2011 that they became the title sponsor of Last Resort. And man, our friendship, you know, it blossomed crazy. And it's like now running kik i look back and i'm like wow like you know we both helped each other grow these two things that we you know we love so much into things that we never thought it would ever turn into so um you know and everybody knows in in 2017 it was actually the uh time that we relocated to texas you know they i actually had my truck graystone was stored in their shop yeah for a month remember and that's when Harvey hit and, you know, we, we left Texas to actually come back to Louisiana to evacuate. I told my wife, I said, man, I said, let's swing by and get my truck. And she's like, no, it's safe there. It's in a shop. You know, they've never flooded, blah, blah, blah. Well, lo and behold, you know, they got like eight foot of water. So, um, and I just remember, you know, Trey's like, man, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I did everything I could. I put it on jack stand. I'm like, dude, yeah. I don't care about the truck. Like, that's not, you know, yep. I like it, you know but it wasn't like devastating to me because I was watching what they were going through. And it's like, you know, they, if anybody doesn't know, they, they ran KIK out of their home. They had five acres of land. They had a house, they had two shops and that's where they ran KIK. So, you know, this flood comes through, it wipes everything completely out. They're, they're in their toter home in the middle of the road and they still have to get rescued by boat. Um, so like there's legitimately nothing left, you know? So we get, we get, you know, down the road a few months. And of course, you know, I'm asking them, Hey, you know, what about KIK? And, and they're like, Oh, right now, you know, you know, we got to get our life back together. We don't know. Um, and then it was to the point where they were, they were ready for a, a life change. They were ready. And they, you know, it took them 15 years to build or 14 years to build KIK to where it was at that point. Mm-hmm. And they would have had to start basically from scratch because, there was no flood insurance. They weren't in a flood zone, mm. you know, to try to build that company back to where it was. They had to, you know, they used every ounce of uh, money and energy to rebuild our home. That way they had something to live in. So all of the extra stuff, now, no doubt they would have probably grew back, you know, because those guys are wonderful and have a love, a huge support system. But yep. they took that opportunity to say, Hey, look, maybe this is the time that, you know, we, we make a change and, you know, they were ready. They, I think, you know, that was almost like the end of a chapter. And they said, look, we want to, we want to get to another, we want to move. We want to do all of this. And man, you know, we, we talked to them so much and it, and it wasn't just because of them. I just had such a, a passion for the brand 
you know, I'm like, look, man, you can't, this can't go away. You know, this is a part of our, our industry. Oh, this is, you know, I just remember being in a small town, you know, there's not a lot of mini truckers around. And if you saw anybody with that logo on, you knew there were other people like you around, you know, yes. and that was, that was the best thing. And when I traveled a lot for work, I'd go, I was traveling, you know, I was doing four flights a week, traveling every single week. And you'd see people in airports with it. It's like, hey, man, look, there's a car guy. You know, <laughs> we just knew that. It's not like somebody with a, you know, a, a nitto tire hat. It's no, that's specific to our scene. You know, they, we knew that was, that was somebody that uh, was in it. But so anyway, in, in 2019, um, Colette and I, you know, we, we took over KIK and uh, we've been hitting the ground running ever since, man. Is you know, we always tell Chris and Trey and, you know, Chris is always like, oh, my God, you know, you're all doing great. And I'm like, man, we're just I still don't feel like we're filling their shoes, so to speak, because mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, they had such a great uh, presence in the scene and um, they're they're super good people, man. So we're just trying our best not to, you know, to to put our 2.0 spin on the on the brand, I guess, is the best way to put it. And to uh, and to keep thriving, man, and to adjust with the times, because now, you know, I'm looking back on things that they used to do and things that we do now, you know, it is an adjustment because I just want to go back and do everything they did. But I have right. to remember, hey, we're, you know, we're 10 years or we're 15 years down the road now. So we got to change it up a little bit. Yeah. Well, and for those that don't know, like, you know, with Stuart talking about, you know, this devastating storm, like literally I remember seeing the photos and I, I, I was like at a loss for words because like, if you think about it, if you walk outside your house right now, this is what I remember. If you walk outside your house right now, you walk out, you look, turn around, you look at your house, you're like, okay, the water was like up to like the soffit, like underneath, you know, where the ends of your, you know, gables or whatever you want to call it, where like, you know, where, where your roof kind of extends out over your house, right? That, that little area. And literally the water, I was like, it, it was almost like they took the house, someone took the house and threw it in the ocean. Like it was that, like. I mean, there was nothing left, right? I mean, drywall. I mean, everything is is just yeah. gone. And it was like, I was sitting back as like you know an enthusiast in the scene, going, "Dude, like, good or so for right." Yeah, it got like a foot from their ease, basically. Yeah. I think is what it was. Yeah, it was like literally like that, and it it made me unfortunately think of like Hurricane Katrina. And you, you, I mean, I remember when that storm was just so big, and and I was. You know, I think we were getting our windows tinted on my wife's car, and my son's. You know, I think he was he was his birth date was coming or whatnot, or his birth was coming, and it was like I remember looking at the TV, going, "Dude, like New Orleans is going to be gone." Like I just couldn't believe that. You know, and remember all the rain and all that stuff. So yeah, I mean, when Kik when that storm, and it was Harvey, right? You said. Yeah, it was Harvey. Yeah, and it just, I mean, it decimated. And, and you know, and for those that don't know, remember, they, they also had the toter as well, and that was, like, totally gone. Yeah. Yeah, that was, they had, they had uh, nothing left but, uh, you know, flooded, flooded items, pretty much. You know, we had this, you know, and one thing, um, they were, they, man, they're so humble people, they would never ask for help. Yeah. You know, people were reaching out you know, by the hundreds to want to do stuff for them. And I just remember, you know, Trey, they were like, no, no, we got it. We got it. We got it. You know, and even for, um, that, that following year, that year at my show, you know, it was my 10 year anniversary for last resort that year. Mm-hmm. And we've decided we put together an auction form and I think we raised like, I don't know, 14,000 or whatever. I remember like Chris was so mad at me. <laughs> I was like, dude, this is, this is 
you know, I don't have the means to just write you a check and help. Sure. So this is the way I'm going to help. Yep. You know, we're all going to pull in this together. And man, everybody from across the country sent uh, auction items. It was amazing. I know. I, I just remember walking off the stage after the auction. I walked behind the stage. And I couldn't even hold it together, man. I was I was crying like a baby. Yeah. So, you know, it was just awesome to see everybody come together for that. And um, so we had we we pl- pulled together a quote unquote KIK cleanup day. You know, so there was a group of about forty people that showed up at their house. And man, they just did everything we could to, you know, help them clean out the office, get all the items out of it, you know, get everything dried up. They had people showing up with just truckloads of, of items, you know, toilet paper. And so we had like a whole inventory thing going on in the other shop and people were they were ripping the tile out of the house and just doing as much as we could. And in, in a weekend to help them, you know, get a fresh start and to go on to their next step. So mm-hmm. it was amazing, man. Yeah, and I think that's how, you know, we've seen the importance of, like, kind of crowdsourcing or people helping people out. Like, you know, many of us go through life and we kind of think, man, you know, we, we've been fortunate. We don't really need anything. But, like, even Sean Rose and what they're doing and, and what you've explained and some of the things you guys did to help spearhead with the KIK help, you know, people like Chris and Trey probably, you know, they were, they were you know, normal Americans are like, hey, you know, we're, we hustle, we work hard, we don't really need anything. And then when something happens, it's just like, you know, you're like, man, now now we need help. And if, you know, they're like a lot of people, like they don't like to ask for help. So it, it was cool that you guys stepped up and, and, you know, did all that. And that was before you probably ever had, you know, an inkling of, man, maybe, you know, you weren't thinking about buying the brand at that point, basically. You're just going, hey, let's help our friends. No, absolutely. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> I even begged them to like, we, our first offer was, Hey, look, you know, they said they want, they live in Northwest Arkansas is where they live now. Yep. And you know, okay. that's where they said they wanted to move. And I was like, well, cool. I mean, you do the online store from there. You can ship from anywhere in the country. Colette and I will hit the shows for you at least to keep the brand. Cause we're already going, we're going to the shows already. Yep. And then it just snowballed into, you know, they were like, you know what guys, you know, y'all have, the same passion we did for it 15 years ago, you know, and we want it to live on, you know? Yep. So yep. that's yeah. how we worked out all the details and it ended up working out for us. So. Yeah. And they were always cool. Like I got a chance to hang around or be around them a little bit at different shows. And like you said, they, you know, they had just a, a deeply rooted, you know, presence in the scene. Everybody knew them. They knew a lot of people and things like that. So it's cool you know, it kind of reinforces, although, you know, it was a tough news situation or a tough situation to deal with. You know, I tell people too, like when, you know, my mom's dealing with some stuff right now with, you know, trying to get a roof done and it's been raining a lot and things like that. But if you really think about it, like even in your toughest situation, even if you get older and you think back to that toughest situation you had in life, you somehow persevered through it. You know, you didn't just give up and go, you know what, we broke down, let's just set up shop and live here. You know, like you, you figured right. out a way to get your vehicle fixed and get home right from that broke down trip or whatever. So to me, like it, the good out of it was like they did persevere through it. And now you guys, um, you know, take over kind of the family, the fraternity, the brotherhood, you know, how you guys spin it. Uh, and now you guys own KIK. Yeah, you, you're exactly right. We laughed, uh, you know, about six months to a year into this. And I looked back and I was like, I was like, guys, you, you realize this is like we flipped the lives. <laughs> Y'all are working like nine to five jobs and, you know, just doing things on the weekend. And we're over here like busting our ass and working all the time. And I still wouldn't change it for the world, you know, but it was just such a funny thing to uh, experience. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, kikstore.com 
you know, is the brand. And, you know, I like, you know, I've seen what you guys have done with the website and, and things like that. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about what, what the brand is. So if somebody's listening, obviously they know they've seen it, but like in your words, you know, what, how do you sum up KIK now? So, you know, there, there's a couple of, and you, you, you hit it, Doug, there's a couple of taglines that I've been trying to push, um, here in the last couple of years. And, and you know, everybody knows is that KIK, a lot of people mess up and call it kick. It's not kick. <laughs> it is KIK. It stands for customs in clothing. But one time we were at a show and then somebody said they were on the phone with somebody and they said, yeah, I'm at the KIK store. And I was like, man, that's it. You know, oh. I'm going to put tag, you know, and that's even like we call our trailer, the KIK store, you know? So that's what I really wanted to keep, keep, um, push it along as we go forward. But if I had explained to anybody that, that wasn't, you know, familiar with us, I would say that what you just said earlier, you know, they, they created a brand as a brotherhood a fraternity, you know, some common ground for people that are in this industry, um, you know, something common for them to, to have and to, and to love. It's a, you know, it's a lifestyle brand. If you want to call it something like that, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're big on the KIK family thing. And, Obviously, you know, hey, we're all adults. We love to have a great time. We love to party, but we also love having all our friends and their kids around and just seeing everybody having a good time, you know, at the shows and, and getting these, making all these memories with, uh, with everybody. So, yeah. And, and I love just looking at KIKstore.com, you know, seeing some of the, the slogans, as I call them in my head. And they kind of, you know, they make me laugh in, the, the, in a good way. It makes me, like when, when I wear my KIK gear, I always think like, you know, this is a good family brand, like you said, but also some of the slogans are classic. And I remember just the presence that they had, even going to like Texas shows, like so many folks had that, you know, that, that logo was like etched in my mind. So it's pretty cool uh, to see like what you guys are doing. Like even like the, I love my husband shirt and 20 bucks is 20 bucks. You know, some of those, again, they kind of bring a chuckle, but they're, they're awesome shirts. And they're ones that like, I'd go, man, I would, I'd wear that in a heartbeat, you know? Right. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. We have some of ours that are, I guess you would call risque, but it's, it's yeah, <laughs> the funny that, and you know, there's plenty, and believe me, there's a lot of customers that, that love those, those shirts, you know, yeah, and it's, me too. and those are the, every, we all get that. There's those frustrating times <laughs> that, you know, when you're wearing, you know, you feel it. <laughs> you just don't want to say, <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, you're right. You know, Colette, I always have a bunch of different ideas and Colette kind of reels me back sometimes because she, she does love, and I, I don't know if Trey had anything to do with this, but I'm probably going to say, you know, he was on the, the backside of it, but Chris had a great uh, vision for doing things for the women of the scene, you know, for doing things that were classy for their shirts and, um, and, you know, doing stuff for the, the younger, the younger people in the scene too. So she was always really good at that. And Clint I see is, is the same way. So I'm really, I'm really happy about that because, you know, we can all say something funny, you know, I think it's great to throw on a t-shirt, but to, to have people uh, or a customer base that, you know, in all walks of life have something to be able to buy from you, that's, that's a, that challenge in itself, you know? So I think we're doing a pretty good job of keeping it, um, you know, something for everybody. Yeah. And there's only a few brands I can think of in our scene, especially with our, one of our partners, Garage Gear Clothing. But what you guys do, and I think Colette, like you said, plays a big role in it is when I go to KIKstore.com and I look at the uh, shirts and then the women's, like the colors, the, the, the themes, like, you know, I'm looking at the one that says, I love shoes, 
booze and guys with tattoos, right? Like cool slogan shirts, but like awesome colors. And I think, you know, in my opinion, you guys have one of the best selection of like ladies gear out there, which I think is just great because as we've established with some of our lady guests, there's a huge presence of women, whether it be someone that's built a truck in our scene or someone that's just a wife that loves going to shows. Absolutely. Well, and you know, I think, um, a lot of times and we've seen it a lot, you know, you know, whether it's a girlfriend or a wife or whatever, this gives them something that's, you know, let's say they're not even really into this, you know, but they see a shirt like, you know, like one of ours that says, be your own kind of beautiful. Well, that's not necessarily truck related. So that is something that they could, you know, purchase and wear any to any to any event. So it's nothing that you, you know, you're having to get that's only have something to do with vehicles. You know, it is that is part of the brand itself is to, you know, encompass everybody into it. Yeah, and I think a couple of my recent favorite ones, I love the tan lines and tailgates. What a cool kind of slogan, but also one that one of the local DJ guys used to always kind of say, uh, stop making, he kind of said different versions, so I like your version, stop making stupid people famous. Like, again, it has a little (laughs) bit for everyone, and to your point, it, you know, some of us have plenty of truck shirts, right? So you guys have plenty of shirts, uh, including one of my favorites, stay humble, hustle hard, like that kind of fits everyone. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's one thing I always, you know, I always loved growing up. I don't, I didn't always uh, look for truck shirts just because, you know, I, I didn't have very many trucks and, you know, yeah. <laughs> couldn't relate to any. But this was more of a, you know, a, um, a universal brand that, you know, fit everybody. It didn't matter what you were driving. So that's, that's what I always loved about it. And that's what we really, now don't get me wrong. We still, you know, we have our pinstripe series. Um, where we try to throw some dedicated body styles onto those for those guys. And, um, you know, we do some other things with trucks incorporated in them, you know, like our, our drinking club has a truck problem and, um, <laughs> tailgates and our other big, you know, our other pretty popular ones, the chucks and cheeks, it's the silhouette of a girl sitting in the back of a truck, you know, with her legs over the, the bedside. So, uh, like I said, I mean, even with the kids, you know, we're putting new spins for some of the older designs we're kind of, we're on a, re-releasing them just in a new a new way mm-hmm. like our future maker, we use the um the um the power wheels this time instead of a you know a, a hand-drawn mini truck so it's it's going pretty good man and we have a, a laundry list of designs we'd love to release but obviously you know we gotta chew a little bit at a time quick break for podcast identification you're listening to olp with our guest Stuart daigle the man the homie Stuart. before we jump back into the interview already in progress i heard you're itching to drop a kik discount code for the airhead nation and my understanding is it's going to be available for a little while for those that are just getting caught up on the podcast yeah that's right jason you know to celebrate uh this is our 18th year in business so we came up with a code for just uh just for this for the podcast so the special code for the discount's going to be all caps O L P K I K eighteen, so one eight O L P K I K one eight, and that'll give you eighteen percent off anything on the website, and we're going to keep it live for you guys for six months. Dude, that's awesome! Thank you so much, Stuart, and everyone. Go out like we said, K I K Store dot com. Enter that code O L P K I K one eight, all caps, no spaces, and get down with K I K and the K I K family. Back to the interview already in progress. Yeah, smart. Now, one other aspect of KIK store that a lot of people may not know about, and you could have some listeners out there that are like, man, their ears might perk up. You guys um, have built off of what Trey and Chris had built off of with the club stuff, right? So you have 
kind of deep inroads with a lot of good clubs, right? Clubs make up our truck scene in, in many ways. But when I go to KIKstore.com, you know, there's 8, 10, 12 clubs out there. If it, Whether it's a smaller club or a bigger club, um, are they able to reach out to you guys to say, hey, you know, I want to start doing some embroidery and things like that. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Or do you guys just draw the line with the clubs that you guys got now? No, I'm glad you brought that up. And I'll, I'll, I'll be the first. I didn't even tell Coletto I was doing this. You're getting the, uh, <laughs> you're getting some excitement. Oh, boy. <laughs> Probably going to get in trouble for this. So up until now, we really didn't want to bring this out until our shop was done and we were really moved into it, you know, so that we could handle the workload. Um, now we're up to like three embroidered machines. You know, we're, I was like killing myself on just one. We finally ordered the dual head. So now we have three. But to, to, to answer the first part of your question, yes, any club that wants to reach out, they're looking for, a, you know, a single source to be able to go on and buy embroidery items or um we will do some screen print stuff, but it just has to be some minimums on that, you know, obviously because of the, the way that that's set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we, have a, we have a little checklist that if they want to reach out, you know, we'll show them, you know, what we can offer. And if that's something they want to do, we can absolutely set them up. Um, and basically what we'll do is we'll run it like for a year. And, you know, as long as their sales stay consistent, we'll keep the stores open. But if they kind of fall off where, you know, they maybe they found another outlet or their club fizzled out, whatever that may be. Um, then it'll, it'll get removed, obviously, once we, we talk to them. But um, but the other part is that we actually do a lot of outside work, not just KIK stuff and not just club stuff. Even if it's not truck related, we do outside work. So, you know, we get a ton of and everything that we've been doing thus far has only been by word of mouth. We haven't, like I said, we haven't put it out there. But, you know, we do a lot of stuff for even other other brands in the in the industry you know we're we're doing a lot of their items um nice. so yeah or an, an outsourced company as well you can reach out to us if you need you know bulk items for your brand we are we are accepting that as well cool yeah and what i would encourage people is if if you did have a club that you know that you guys want to get gear made they do have it where it's password protected as well so when you hover over clubs and you go to said club you've got to enter that password before you can kind of get in to see what those items are. So, you know, you guys got a cool, you guys have a cool setup. Uh, there's stickers, jackets, hoodies, hats, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, KIKstore.com. But yeah, I mean the brand overall, it's, you know, as you know, it's a few people have bought brands that are seen. And one of the hardest things I've told people is like just making a brand, you know, it's not easy. And I think you and I even talked about this one time that, you know, it's like even this podcast, we've been doing it six and a half years and it's not easy to get people to go, hey, you know, here's something cool. You know, people tell you all the time about, oh, you got to watch a show on Netflix and you're like, okay, cool. Yeah. And, you know, how often do you go and actually add it to your queue and watch it? Because it's like, you know, there's so many things right in our lives. So to take a brand and be able to build it is hard enough. So if you have a brand like what Chris and Trey had built, you don't want to see it fizzle out and you go, hey, we've got that same passion that you guys shared for so long. Let's carry it on. And that's kind of what, that's the way in my mind it kind of sums up that you guys are now that next, you know, 2.0 of KIK. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, I, it was it was kind of weird, you know, when all that was going down. <laughs> Old Colette's like, I don't know why I care so much because I don't, it's not mine. <laughs> I just don't yeah. want to see it go away. And, and, you know, it just, uh, I guess it was all for, you know, it all meant something to somebody and we all had a plan. So that's, and it worked out. Um, but yeah, you're right, man. I, you know, Last Resort is a brand that that I had to build m- myself, and I did it just like that as a brand, not just as a show. 
so that when people heard that name, you know, they 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 got the the understanding of what it was. Oh yeah. And, and speaking of kind of summing up the KIK stuff, like you guys have, you know, you know, you you've built, you know, you got this awesome trailer. You've got, I think, an at home shop now, right? Kind of that you guys have built recently. Yeah, so we're still in the process of finishing, uh, completing it. Actually, we we built a twenty four by twenty four by ten building that we're going to move. Basically, we'll be able to uh, unify all of our KIK that's spread out through our house and our office into one location to where we can actually have a home again and have a workspace. <laughs> Amazing. And, and you know, a lot of people see, you know, Colette and I. We get afraid. And I'm sure any business owner can can you know align with this. We get frustrated a lot because, you know, we work a lot. We we're passionate about what we do. You know, we have kids, we have life. There's all things going on. And we're like, man, you know, I wish I wish we were doing better. You know, I wish we were making more money. But then we turn around and look and we're like, yeah, but look what we did in the past year. You know, in the past year, yeah. we've we've had to put culverts in our uh, in our front yard to be able to lay a driveway down, to be able to park our new trailer, to be able to, you know, so that it could be backed up to our new shop. I mean, we've, we've been doing work and work and work like, like it's, it's nonstop. Um, you know, then we built the new, the new truck this year. So it's, you know, when we look back and think like, well, Hey, we are doing good. We're just, you know, we're building, we're growing, you know, we have a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I would encourage anybody, whether you're building the vehicle or a brand or whatever, like what Stuart's saying is, you have to kind of stop and reflect because I know sometimes it could be like, man, all the money comes in and it goes right back out because we've got to buy more material. we got to buy more shirts. we got to do this, more equipment. But it's like you have to stop and kind of take an inventory to go, you know, look at all the good that we've done. You know, we've been able to get the equipment and stuff because eventually, as you know, the scales are going to tip. And it sounds like they've already kind of tipped for you guys in, in the good way. But it's like if you just keep plugging away and you plug it away and after a certain point, it's going to be like, oh, wow, all that hard work. Now we're kind of seeing, like my dad used to say, the famous saying, the fruits of the labor. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. And any, you know, I'm I, I, all of my my adult career, all of my experience has been in outside sales and sales and marketing. And, you know, I've never um, been on the real heavy business side of things as far as, you know, numbers and things like that until like the, the last five years. But, you know, I was talking to a buddy of mine that, you know, he's a business owner and he said, I told him, I said, man. You know, we're we're getting close. You know, in a few more years, we're gonna have a lot of stuff that will be out of our way. Um, you know, and then we were we should really see a huge difference. Um, you know, in in our situation. And you know, he said, "Yeah, dude, so you're right on track." You know, five to seven years is you know about what it takes, especially when you're trying to build something. Luckily, we didn't have to build a brand. You know, we just had to make it uh, continue it. But we did have to build the backside of the business again. You know, we had to get trailers and, and a shop and inventory machines and everything else to go along with it. Yeah, 100%, man. And, you know, keep doing what you guys are doing. It's it, Like you said, it's really paying off. And, and speaking of, you kind of hinted at, you know, you guys had built a new hauler, the eight-lug hauler, right? And that thing looks so good. Yeah. We, uh, you know, we... You know, I had the Tahoe, which I absolutely loved, but uh, we were just struggling going to shows with it, you know. Um, then I ended up, I had a buyer, I just, I kind of couldn't pass up and we weren't ready. We weren't really ready to buy something else, but you know, I told Colette, I said, no, I think this is it. If we pass this up, you know, we, we may not be able to do this for quite some time. And we already knew we needed a bigger trailer. We were bursting at the seams with our other one. So we decided to say, Hey, all right, let's, let's do it. We sold the truck, sold the Tahoe. And I, you know, I knew I wanted a diesel. 
Um, I didn't want a dually because I do. I daily drive my truck. That is my only vehicle. And uh, I just didn't want the hassle of parking a dually everywhere that I go and and having the expense of six tires. And <laughs> so we did the, uh, the two-wheel drive, single-wheel deal. And lo and behold, I didn't realize that there wasn't really that much on the market for that truck. <laughs> so the, <laughs> the whole process of, you know, putting the plan together to get it built was way harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, but it all worked out, man. And my buddy, Trey Cooley with finer paint and body, he did exactly what I was looking for. You know, I'm like you, I'm not, I'm not a fabricator. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of nerd out on the setup part of it and the project management part of it and the parts research and doing, you know, some of the wiring. Um, and you know, we put together this, you know, I told him, I said, look, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying money's not an, uh, an issue because it very much is. But if I have to spend three hundred dollars more on something because it's going to be better for the long run, I'm going to do it. You know, yeah. I've had to really hardcore budget some other builds, but this one, you know, like we ran an engine-driven compressor because I knew we'd be traveling a lot. Um, we did two seven-gallon aluminum tanks because it's such a heavy truck. You know, we did uh, thirty-eight hundred pounds all the way around on bags because of the weight as well and for hauling. So, and I told him, I said, look, I know we're not going to body drop it, but, or build a frame, but I very much wanted to look neat and clean like we did. And he, yep. he nailed it a hundred percent. Yeah. If you go check out Stuart Daigle, D-A-I-G-L-E on Facebook, you'll see uh, some of the photos and it looks so good. Can, you know, tied in with the trailer, the kind of the two-tone, uh, these are my favorite newer style Chevy trucks. Um, you know, big wheels, like you said, low. I mean, it has it has just all of the right ingredients. Now, what year is it? The truck? Mine's a twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Yeah, I love those sixteens and fifteens. I mean, they look so good, and they uh, it just came out awesome. And and again, you know, the whole setup is great, and it kind of shows you know the hard work is is definitely paying off. You can also follow, keep me honest on Instagram. It's is Instagram is custom, um, custom ink, ink yeah, clothing, cu customs ink clothing on Instagram, yeah. customs with a Z ink, and then clothing with a K. Correct. Or last resort show all of the, the other stuff's on there too. Oh yeah. Yeah. So very cool stuff. So be, I do want to talk about, you mentioned last resort show. I know it's lastresortshow.com. It's every October, you know, you kind of talked about some of the milestones and things like that. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, the excitement that you guys have coming for this year, 2022, which is, again, just what, um, God, I know you're probably not thinking it's only four and a half months away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that you say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, so this is our 15-year anniversary year. Um, we're very excited. You know, we... One thing, you know, the parish uh, that we're in and the city Jennings, you know, they, they've supported us so much throughout the years. It's unreal. We're now we're now basically the biggest event in the area. Uh, so we do bring in a lot of tourism for the area, which is awesome for them. Um, you know, and I, I like to you know, that's my hometown. I want to see them thrive and, and do different things. So in our, our venue that we have, it, it's I guess if I had to explain the show to anybody that's never been there, imagine the biggest tailgating event you've ever been to with the most relaxed um, atmosphere. You know, mm -hmm. you we, we do on-site camping. Um, people are, they're cooking at their campsites. They're just hanging around. They're playing, you know, cornhole or whatever games. You know, of course, we have DJ and all the club game stuff throughout and the kids games on the over the Saturdays. 
and every Friday night we do a hospitality night where we cook for about 200 people. Um, typically we do a gumbo is what we normally do and we'll have that again. But this year we're going to be bringing in something extra on the hospitality night. We have a local band that's going to come and play live for us, uh, after, after the food. So we'll have a little bit extra on the Friday night. Um, we still have some other stuff that we're not releasing yet that may, may happen on the Saturday. So that's a, now that I know I have four and a half months away, we got to work on that. But, <laughs> I know, right? Sorry yeah, about that. So, no, just kidding. No, yeah, it's all good. You know, we typically average about 500 uh, cars, 500 entries. Um, people, you know, RVs, and it's it's a huge layout. You know, we typically max out between 20 and 22 vendors. We have plenty more vendors on the list, but I said from the very beginning, you know, I wanted my show to, to lay out a certain way, to have a certain vibe, um, you know, I just didn't want everything scattered everywhere. I wanted it nice and neat and, and flow really good, you know, and and I think it's worked out very well for us over the years. Um, you know, we've, we have some some really good attendance. The 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 our our patrons that come in, they are the most respectful people because you really can't imagine, but we have in reference about fifteen hundred to sometimes two thousand people there for three days straight, and we're talking about overnight. You know, they're they're camping there, so. Of course, we have security, but now don't get me wrong. In the early years, you know, we've had some issues here and there, and we've handled them. But we've we've grown that that reputation as, hey, this is you know, this is a zero tolerance event. This is a family friendly during the day, a party at night. You know, just respect your your neighbors, respect the staff, respect the town that you're in. You know, and it man, it's it's been amazing. It really has. My the cool story is, man, my mom. You know when. I talked about that house we moved into earlier mm-hmm. and I was friends with all these car guys at first, you know, we, I asked my mom, I was like, Hey, can we have a barbecue over here? You know, cause we never really invited people like that over. And she's like, yeah, sure. So we had a, some land in the back and we parked all our cars out there and we were taking pictures and doing all kinds of stuff. And, you know, my mom thought it was the silliest thing. And, and it was probably uh, four years ago, maybe, you know, my mom comes up to me at the show and, and man, she's just crying. I'm like, oh my God, you know, what's wrong? She's like, you know, I finally get it. You know, I finally see it. You know, you guys work so hard at this. Cause you know, a lot of people see it and they, they don't understand what it takes to put on an event like this and the hours you, you'll never get what you put into these things just because of times like, let's say tonight, you know, I'm not getting mm-hmm. there and talk on the phone, sure. <laughs> you know, sure. part of part of the passion, but you know, and she's like, man, I finally get it. You know, I always thought that at some time you'd grow out of this and, you know, and you haven't, you know, this, this turned into your lifestyle. I was like, yeah, so, you know, I don't, I don't hunt. I don't fish. I don't do any of that other stuff. This is my life. You know, all right. of this. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's, it's almost like when the skateboarders, when you see the interviews with their parents, like Tony Hawk and, and they go, you know, I remember when he was a little kid and he was on this board and, you know, how many of them think like, oh, yeah, he's going to be a millionaire one day for riding this little skate deck. You know, it just it doesn't it takes time for it to kind of hit in to their minds. But October 21st to the 23rd uh, per lastresortshow.com at the Louisiana Oil and Gas Park in Jennings, Louisiana. And the other thing is on the wet main website, you can see um, the video there. And it kind of gives you uh, the insight from 2020, you know, what this event is like. And I know people that have been to it. I know that they, you know, they love it. It's a it's a great, like you said, family atmosphere. Um, I would encourage people if they go to ourlifestylepodcast.com, on the left side, click on the official OLP show calendar. You can subscribe there 
It's a little bit easier with an iPhone or Apple device, but we do have this event on our calendar. Um, so, you know, you can go in there and you can see all of these different car shows. This is one of a couple, I think one, of, we have one on our calendar right now for October. And, um, yeah, I know you guys have hustled hard. You're on Instagram, you're on uh, lastresortshow.com. But, um, you know, I, I know, you know, it's it, like you said, it takes a village, it takes family, it takes friends, it takes a lot of effort. But, you know, the truck scene, I know, especially in that area, everybody loves that show, man. And, um, you know, it's cool to see that it's it's really paying off for you guys. Yeah, we appreciate it, man. And I, I tell you, uh, you know, every time on the Sunday and we're, you know, we're watching, we're done with awards and, you know, people are just kind of like, you know, a lot of them obviously leave and they head out, but they do have like a small group every once in a while. They're just like, man, we just don't want to leave. We're just going to hang out for the day. You know, it's like, hey, yeah. do what you want, but I got to clean up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, that that's good. That, that That's how you know that, you know, it's people appreciate, um, you know, that they're like, hey, I'm not ready to go back to reality yet. And that, that's kick ass. But, um. Uh, you know, we talked about a lot, you know, and you did mention one thing we didn't get a chance to hit on was like the Tahoe that you guys had built. I remember it was featured in street trucks and I think that features on street trucks, uh, mag.com. Uh, so keep me honest there, but I mean, that thing came out awesome, but you guys were also able to sell that, which helped kind of fold into some of the newer stuff that you guys got. Yeah, absolutely, man. The, you know, getting, getting the diesel was definitely something we needed to do. Um, and we, we really uh, weren't even prepared to buy the trailer that we did, but we got to the point, I told Paul, I said, look, you know, of course, prices were starting to go up, so we started inquiring and getting in cost, and um, and we knew we still had to build stuff to it. We didn't get it fully built, and, you know, we just had a goal in mind, man. We, you know, we knew what we wanted to do, and we just had to go for it. You know, that's one thing that has probably been the craziest um thing to talk about about this whole situation with kik is you know I, I left a job that was you know very very good job you know um and i told colette i said dude i'm all in like let's just cash out and go for it the worst that can happen is i'm flipping burgers at mcdonald's <laughs> you know <laughs> right that's the worst that can happen and man we did it and it's like and I'm sure every self, you know, every business owner can and can kind of relate. But it's like every month there's a new challenge, and you know, we just, you know, we keep hitting it. You know, and I, if I had any advice for anybody that was on the fence about doing their own thing, break it down to where it's simple for you. You know, figure out what you need a day just to be able to cover yourself. And when you figure out how simple that is, it'll blow your mind. Yeah, what a way to look at it, man. I mean, again, I love breaking things down easy. And that's a good way to, to think about things. If you go on streettrucksmag.com and you search, uh, I just searched his last name, you'll see laid out in Louisiana, last resort event coverage. You'll also see KIK it, uh, 2008 Tahoe bagged on 26s. That was a killer uh, feature with some cool rolling shots and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, Stuart, it's always real. You know, again, I know we didn't talk a lot about the severed ties connection. We're obviously both in severed and, you know, you guys have been holding it down a long time, well respected in the truck scene, um, throughout the country, uh, you and your wife. And it's always cool to see you guys at shows and to see the success. And it's been fun to kind of just sit down and reminisce a little bit, but also talk about all the good times to come. And, uh, I wish you guys all the best, but man, was there anything else that we maybe didn't hit on that you want to hit brother? 
Man, I I think that's it. You know, I, for everybody listening, I, I mean, from the bottom of our hearts, man, from our, our kids, you know, we appreciate all the love and support, whether it's, you know, on the KIK side of the, the shows that we that we attempt to put on and have, you know, we just had Park and Rec a couple of weeks ago, which is the second year show, you know, trying to trying to develop that, trying to feel like, you know, feel it out and see what it's going to turn into. But, you know, like I said earlier, the, the support that we have, you know, we have we're very good friends with Lonnie and Crystal with Garage Gear and LST. And, you know, it's so good to have friends like that that you can, you know, relate with and vent to if you need to, <laughs> you know, bounce ideas off of each other. Um you know, I, I love to see that everybody's in it for the right reasons, you know, and I, I hope that continues to go. And, you know, if you if you want to support anything in the scene, you know, make sure you go to a show, you know, regardless if it says a spectator or, you know, you know, buy that item that, that your friend's business is uh, selling or whatever that may be. You know, you don't realize how how much those little things will make a difference in some of these small companies lives. Yeah, I mean, mic drop moment right there. I mean, it's so true, and, you know, you kind of get ingrained with the brand. You see how much they hustle. It kind of makes you want to go and go back and go, hey, you see them, buy a couple shirts, buy a hat, buy some stickers. Uh, All of that, like Mike and I said, uh, just like on our last episode, you know, we talked a lot about how, um, you know, all the little support for a show, you know, buying a show shirt, going there, maybe bringing some of the homies with some of the attendants. It all helps, but, yeah, it's a family affair there. Uh, tell you know Trey and Chris next time you talk to him, give them our best and uh, from the Airhead Nation and, and OLP listeners. And, and like I said, man, we can't wait to slap hands again. We're we're happy for y'all's success and and stay on the rise, my brother. We appreciate it, man. And uh, we, I think we got probably what 10, 11 more shows this year, so we'll be we'll be all <laughs> over. <like. laughs> You're gonna have me beat this year, I tell you that, man. But but much love, much respect, and keep doing what you do. And tell Colette we said what's up. I will, man. Thanks a lot. We out to you.